G'day and welcome to the Noob Zero podcast. I'm your host, Turbo, and today we are speaking with Jerry Kavadias all the way from the Greek islands. Now, Jerry was in the Greek national spearfishing team, which he represented Greece at the last World Championships, where I believe they came third overall. So uh, he's a very good diver and good good Spiro. And uh, we talked to him about the, the last World Championships, but also spearing the Greek islands um, and how he's how he's where he's dived and the fish that he shoots in the Greek islands and he's been diving that since he was a, a child so uh, he's a wealth of knowledge on the topic of spearing the Greek islands. Now a few shout outs before we get into that I just want to say a quick g'day to Hilary Robin who is listening to all of our episodes. Thanks for tuning in mate we really really appreciate that. Joseph Garcia in San Jose, he's getting amongst a few fish over there. Billy Hawthorne around the Block Island area, g'day to you mate, uh, keep it up. And g'day to Chris Dillon. Now Chris is going to be on our show oh, around about January I believe uh, and he is the world record holder for uh, Boha Snapper that he got recently. Um, so it's an absolutely fantastic episode we caught up recently. So there's plenty in store. If you would like to see what else we're up to, uh, Shrek has written a great article for Adreno and uh, you can read that on their Facebook uh, page or on their blog. That's uh, spearfishing.com.au or just go to Adreno Spearfishing on Facebook. Uh, Shrek has written a little article called Why I Change from Line Fishing to Spearfishing. Uh, this is a short article that lists a few reasons why you should change from line fishing to spearfishing. Uh, one of the highlights for me here is number two, Spearos get the girls. Now, apparently, according to Shrek, who is some kind of scientist, 85% of Spiros have hot girlfriends or wives and the other 15% have more than one. Well, I can tell you right now, Shrek hasn't got more than one. I'm not even sure if he has one. So I don't even know if he's any kind of authority at all to be writing these kinds of things. So uh, you should actually have a read of this. He uh, does share some legitimate points there. That's probably not one of them. But uh, once again, you can read that at uh, spearfishing.com.au on their blog. So enjoy that. Now, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode with Jerry Cavadios, all the way from the Greek islands. Guys, if you're on the hunt for some new equipment, check out Adreno Spearfishing Supplies at spearfishing.com.au. They have a huge range of gear. They've got great prices. And if you use the code NoobSpiro at checkout, you'll save yourself $20 on all purchases over $200. So check them out at spearfishing.com.au and use the code NoobSpiro at checkout. Guys, Spearing Magazine have joined the NoobSpiro podcast to bring this episode to you today. Now, Spearing Magazine are... They're actually they're the best spearfishing magazine in the world. I'm saying it. Turbo said it. Now you know it. And uh, if you head over to Spearing Magazine, you can check out the team. They've got Jeremy Gamble, John Paul Castro, Sky Bailey, Christopher Landers. You have a look. There's some f- fantastic people they've got on staff, and that's why they produce the world's best spearfishing magazine. The photography is just popping. The stories are awesome. Turbo's been rejected several times, and... Uh, that's how you know it's top quality. So head over to SpearingMagazine.com. You can buy it. You can buy it at your local retailer in the US. We you can even get the digital subscription online. SpearingMagazine.com. So g'day guys. Welcome to today's Noob Spiro podcast. We're joined by Jerry Cavadias. Have I said that right, Jerry? Yes, yes, yes. It's okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I have welcome to the show. my names in a, in a thousand ways, so it's... Uh, it's... 
And uh, Jerry, Jerry uh, finished third in the Greek World Spearfishing Champions last year, which was a, a bloody good effort because it's uh, such a big, prestigious tournament and uh, very, very good, very quality uh, spearfishermen there. So I, I, I think you'd have to be proud of that result, Jerry. Yes, I'm very proud. And uh, my country took the first uh, place in the World Champion. Uh, it's an effort that started before, uh, I think, uh, 60 years. And uh, now and, and we tried always to be first. And now it's the first time. And I'm very proud that I was a member of this team that achieved yeah. that. And uh, your compatriot, Sidereus, he, 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 finished, he, he finished first in the tournament. And uh, it's a very good good effort for your country. Yanis, Yanis came second, and the the, oh. the, the guy from uh, Cyprus, uh, Vasiliu, was first. But uh, we oh, also okay. consider him uh, as uh, as Greek guy. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's a really really good result for you guys. Anyway, so thank you for joining us today and uh, and doing an interview in English. Your thank second you language, for, which is <laughs> thank you for your invitation. It's uh, it's very. I'm very proud of it. Thank you. Cool. All right, Jerry. So, how did you get started spearfishing, and uh, and what made you interested in spearfishing? Uh, I was uh, born in Corfu. It's an island uh, northwest of. Uh, it's the northwestern island of Greece, and uh, it's. Uh, I spearfish uh, since I remember myself, six, seven years old, I don't remember. My, my father uh, used to spearfish and uh, he took me with uh, him uh, with, uh, with a spear gun to catch octopus, uh, little fish and stuff like this. And that's how I started. I don't remember how exactly I started, <laughs> 30, more, 30 years before. <laughs> how old are you now? How old are you, Jerry? I'm 35. Ah, same age as me. It's a good age. It's a good year that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you when you when you started spearfishing, can you remember some of the issues or the obstacles you faced? Uh, the obstacles uh, then was uh, was very big because uh, we had no information of how what to do. Everyone was uh, self-taught, and uh, you. You heard the stuff that wasn't right, and uh, with uh, with personal uh, with personal uh, reading and uh, doing things uh, most times in the wrong way, I tried to to be better every every day. It's a tri trial and error, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technique. You okay, when uh, when we, when I was older about 20 years old, 18, I don't remember. I met uh, some guys that uh, were more experienced than me and uh, they taught me things that, uh, I, I, think, I think it's very, it's, uh, it's very good to have someone that uh, is uh, more experienced than you and teach you some things that uh, you couldn't uh, find out with, uh, with, by, by your own. Who, who, who were they, Jerry? Uh, a personal friend that uh, that was uh, spear fishing uh, in near my village in Corfu, and uh, he was uh, he was uh, very experienced at this time. When I was 18, 17 years old, he was uh, 30, and he was 
already catching big fish, diving deeper, and uh, he taught me many, many things. Nikos Varelis is his name. Ah, cool. So Nikos was an early mentor for you, and... Uh... I think so, but, you know, it's uh, it, the mentors are not always the guys that you hang out with them and uh, go fishing with them. The, the mentors may be guys that you have never met or you met in your life very... I met one of my mentors, Yanis Vlachos, he's a guy that uh, used to spare fish in another island than me and uh, used to shoot uh, some very, very interesting videos. He was a mentor for me because I learned things from him by his videos because uh, I saw his movements, the way that he sees uh, fishing. He was a mentor, but I never, uh, I have never met him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, there are many guys. I think a mentor was uh, also Yanis uh, Sideris because uh, I, I have seen uh, and I have heard stuff about him that uh, was very, very exciting. And uh, I, I tried to, to be like, like him in the games, in the championships, and uh, that's, that, that thing worked, I think. So have you have you always been competitive, Jerry? Were you always? No, no, no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not at all competitive. Uh, uh, but uh, before uh, before two years, I I managed to take play, to take part in the Greek Championship, and uh, my my ability was uh, okay to have some uh, good place there. I, I came, I think, fifth, sixth, I don't remember, sixth. And uh, at the next uh, Greek championship, I came second, and then I got in the team, in the national team, and that's how I... <laughs> my, my, wow. my evolution was very, very rapid, I think. I don't know why. It's, I think it's luck. <laughs> and an ability, too, maybe. Uh, maybe a natural... Maybe. Ha have you always found it easy to relax in the ocean? Yes, uh, I because I spare fish uh, from very from very early age. I think that uh, going fishing is uh, my second nature or my first. I don't know. I <laughs> I prefer to be in the sea than. Uh, in the earth, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's it, it comes natural to me to to be there, uh, whatever the circumstances are, and uh, do okay and catch fish. I I I do I do this very good. I think. Jerry, can you share with us a memorable fish that you may have shot? Yes. Uh, it's a memorable experience, uh, all, all of this that I will describe. It is uh, at 2005, uh, I have bought my first bike. Uh, here in Greece, we ride a lot of bikes, uh, a big bike, because uh, we had scooters and stuff like this uh, as teenagers. But I bought my first bike and uh, I decided to go for spear fishing. In another, uh, in another island, I was living uh, this time in Thessaloniki because I studied there biology. I went uh, to Limnos. It's an island in the North Aegean Sea. Uh, it was uh, February. It was snowing. 
and I I find out that the the home that I were go- I was going to live uh, for the next two or three days that I went there for spare fishing, totally alone, uh, didn't have any any how do you say heating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I found out this uh, when when I got in the in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't tell me before. Uh, okay, I I'm going there. At, I arrive there at uh, the midnight, and uh, I I find out that uh, I'm below. I'm in home below zero, mi- minus <laughs> minus two. I don't. <laughs> okay, I I I found every blanket in the sea, every, in the in the home, every every seat, and I tried to get some sleep because the other day I was going uh, for fishing. So in the morning I got up. It was a beautiful day, but when I stretched, everything here in the in, in my chest was uh, was hurting because uh, all the night I was. Uh, I was inhaling uh, cold air. Okay, I will go fishing. I said uh, to myself, I got, uh, I have done uh, so many kilometers with a bike, and uh, it was the same to not go fishing. Uh, <laughs> I go fishing, so I, I, it was, uh, it was very hard to get to the fishing spot with a bike and all the equipment, spear guns, and the, the fins, and all this stuff. When I got there, I, I found out that I didn't have my, my shoes for, uh, for the sea. So I, I was walking barefoot uh, on the rocks to, to go to the fishing spot. Okay, <laughs> I, I go to the sea, and the... Uh, after two or three hours, I managed to, to catch a big, big dendex. Uh, it was uh, <clears throat> it was over uh, ten kilos, I think. Oh, it's, wow! It's a very, very rare uh, capture to 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 have uh, such a fish here in Greece. When I <laughs> when I caught the fish, I went out. Uh, I got out and I was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only creatures that uh, could hear me there were were some seagulls, and they they would fly <laughs> all over. From the, I, I scared them. Uh, my excitement was very big, and uh, I took a very bad decision. Uh, I, I I tried to not not come back because. Because I was uh, already, it was the winter, it was freezing, I was already exhausted. Uh, but my excitement uh, got me in trouble. I tried to go over some islands to, to see what uh, the, the, if there was any fish over there. And I swim uh, about six or seven hours more. To, to come back to, to the bike when I I have some pictures of this fish and you could see the the, the, the exhaustion in, in, in my face I was <laughs> I was a rack I don't know how I got the, in the bike and took it to, to go to the to the house the the house was 
at the same temperature as I left it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was something very, very memorable for me. I will remember it for all my life, I think. And the, all the pressure that, uh, that was uh, relieved when I caught the fish and I was screaming and yelling at the seagulls. <laughs> this, this, it was very memorable, I think. Joining us today and supporting the show is speredapparel.com. The all-new Nova wetsuit requires no lube. That's right. It's got full fleece lining. So if you've got a crappy old wetsuit where you're getting cold, the neoprene's just gone and it's got less life in it than Turbo's undies, then it's time to get yourself a brand-new Nova wetsuit. I think they come in a 3.5 mil, and you can save 10% by using the code NILBERS at checkout. So if you're confused about that, it's N-O-O-B-E-R-S speedapparel.com and check out just pump the code and save yourself 10% today's Noob Spirit podcast is also proudly brought to you in partnership with penetratorfins.com get on there guys have a look at some of the designs they've got they've got clears the blacks are beautiful check out the Noob Spirit custom hockey print it's mad as well Larry's got a full range of wicker designs and he's got beautiful finish on his fins. He's uh, recently updated his manufacturing process. It's even better than it was before. He makes some of the best fins in the world. Uh, he offers a full international warranty along with $25 flat rate shipping worldwide. And uh, to, to make that offer even sweeter, pump in the code Noob Spiro checkout and save another 20 bucks. Penetratorfins.com. Support the Noob Spiro podcast by shopping with our sponsor. The next question of the show is hunting technique. So what is your favorite hunting technique and how do you apply it effectively? Uh, it's uh, my favorite technique. It's a deep uh, ambush uh, with a not static ambush with a movement. The, we, the, Italians, the Italian guys call this uh, aguato. Uh, that's that's the term that we use in the Mediterranean for the, for this technique. Here in Greece, uh, because uh, fish uh, have gone uh, very, very deep, I don't know if you heard uh, in which uh, depth the championship of Syros was, uh, was taking place, beyond 50 meters for the, for the first size. Uh, it's uh, and uh, all the all this uh, there, there there is a uh, very little fish here in Greece, so mm. the best way to approach difficult fish is uh, this uh, this technique uh, dynamic ambush aguato when when you go to the bottom and you you do a little uh, uh, scrolling with your hand to to, to go to the fish and. Uh, this thing works uh, very, very good in rays uh, like uh, black groupers, golden groupers, uh, dendex, the 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 cuts that uh, that is best for here for uh, for us in uh, Greece and in the Mediterranean. You can catch a very impressive fish with this technique. And how did you learn? How did you learn? Ah, sorry, aguato. How did you learn aguato? How did you learn it? Uh, 
if we talked about uh, mentors before, uh, I think that mm. the mentor uh, of uh, my mentor in this technique is Yanis uh, Vlahos, the guy that I told you from the videos that I that that I, I can I could see in the yeah. in the early zeros. Uh, okay. He was a uh, he was the guy that uh, took this technique to another level. His movement is very, very fluid. He could approach fish with a, with a very, very quiet way, and he could catch a very, very beautiful fish. Ah, that's awesome. All right. Hey, next part of the show is called Veterans Vault, and I'll, I'll come back to tougher situation after, but for Veterans Vault, I wanted to discuss um, some Mediterranean-specific stuff, but... Uh, we did, we talked briefly before the show about scouting and scouting is a crucial part for spearfishing successfully in competitions. Yes. What is your approach to scouting? Uh, I try to, to adapt in every competition. So it's not that uh, we use only one technique of scouting. I, I think that the, the, the main uh, tactic, uh, tactic that we use in uh, scouting is uh, doing some uh, research with the fish finder before the competition for uh, two or three days for every zone. And uh, then we try to dive to the, inter the, the, the most interesting spots. Uh, in the Mediterranean, that uh, the tides are not uh, very big. Uh, you don't have a, a very big uh, tide. Uh, mm. You don't care about tides. In the ocean, uh, if you yeah. go to the ocean, you must care about the tides. If you see that uh, a current with, uh, with blurry water comes uh, at some time, you, you, you should take this and uh, try to avoid it. Or if you yeah. can see some uh, some part of the day, you could see some uh, some fish more than other part of the day. So you take all this uh, in your mind and try to to do some uh, to do some sums about fishing and hmm. how it works in different areas. But here in Mediterranean, I think uh, the main problem is the depth. This is the main problem for scouting and fishing also. The depth is, uh, is the number one uh, problem here in the Mediterranean. In uh, the ocean, there are other problems. Big waves, the tides, the currents. But here is uh, depth. And you should, uh, if you go to a very, very deep uh, competition, you try to... To adapt to these uh, changes, the, you, you don't have to go spare fishing in your own spare fishing trips to dive uh, over 40 meters or for 45 or 50. In Syros, in the world champion, I try to, in the scouting, to, to also adapt in, in, in depth because the, it was very, very, very deep. The, the, the most uh, deep uh, championship ever, I think. Beyond 50, mm. 55, I I dived uh, near 60 meters in the in the competition. So wow. you had to to adapt in to adapt in the depth in the days before in the scouting. 
Okay, and before the show, you you discussed briefly about looking at nautical charts and writing down notes about sudden depth changes, yes, bo- bombies and features, and then you would approach it in a grid-like sort of pattern. You, and are, you would sort of yes, uh, for two or three or four days in every area, we we do this thing with a deep uh, with a depth finder with a fish yeah. finder to to see how how the the bottom uh, drop offs and uh, do does some uh, some rocks and uh, this this thing it's it, it's not some trick it's uh, it's only work you do this for uh, two or three or four days for uh, 10 12 13 hours maybe <laughs> you, <Wow. laughs> you your, your eyes uh, of the you don't get your eyes of the fish finder and uh, your back hurts at the end of the day <laughs> doing this thing it sounds and, like hard work and after and after this you you try to to dive to the to the spots that you found some fish or uh, you saw something interesting that is the technique cool. it's not a you try to, to cover the area with the fish finder as better as you can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For, you, you could see from the from your experience how the the bottom goes, but uh, you, you 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 could miss something that uh, it's very very important if you do this. If you are very if you are very uh, I don't know how to say it. If if you trust your uh, your uh, your instinct, instinct. you yep. could uh, you could miss some uh, something that everybody else has found and uh, has fish and uh, it's only work. I think you you should try okay. to cover the area, the zone of the, the the area of the zone as better as you can with a fish finder, and this takes time and uh, and very patience. And you, you also mentioned uh, how you can find a very good piece of structure or, you know, like a good rock. Yes. And you have a nice approach and you know there's fish there. Two days ago there was fish there. But you're there at 1 p.m. and the fish were there at 9 a.m. two yes. days ago. This, and and you were talking about the difference. This is very important. You... If you spot some fish and uh, you you could see them at uh, let's say one uh, one uh, one p.m. one o'clock p.m. Uh, and you want to to do to to, to have this fish for uh, for your first uh, option at nine o'clock in the morning, you should uh, check if the fish is there in nine o'clock in the morning because fish uh, <laughs> will not be there. I guarantee mm. you, <laughs> this, I, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a, such a bad experience when uh, in my first championship I could see fish all over the place uh, at 12, uh, 12 o'clock, and, uh, and at nine o'clock uh, there was uh, there was no fish over there. So <laughs> you should uh, check every fish that you want to catch uh, in the in in the time area that you want to catch them. Not mm. other time. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, the championship, it's uh, the games is a very, very different uh, approach uh, from from fishing. You go fishing, mm. you are you are there all all, all the day. You can uh, you can rest a bit in the in the afternoon, but in the game uh, it's only five hours from nine o'clock till uh, two two o'clock, and uh, you should you should focus when the fish is concentrated at this uh, time area, not at at the afternoon or in very early in the morning. So when you are hunting for fun in the Mediterranean, just for fun, to yeah. feed yourself and your family, what what is your what is your favorite um plate or place you don't have to be specific, but what do you like to go spearfishing for? Uh, fish or place? Both. Both. Uh, I think uh, my favorite place for fishing is my is uh, the island that, that I was born, Corfu. Uh, yeah. I have very two good friends uh, over there that uh, when I go spear fishing with them, uh, it's always uh, fun and uh, we 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 have a good time and uh, <laughs> it remembers me how I started, I think. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It's the best place for me, Corfu Island in Greece. And uh, for fish, I, my, my favorite uh, prey is uh, Dendex. Wow. It's, it's the most difficult here in Greece and, and mm. in the Mediterranean, I think. So it's, uh, it's the most... Uh, the, I, I like it very much to, to, hunt, uh, to, hunt, to, to hunt Dendex. Yeah. I've seen some really, uh, one fantastic video, a really good video of uh, a Greek guy hunting Dentex and he's using a guato and uh, he comes down gliding through some rocks and he come, makes his way down to the bottom and he's overlooking and a Dentex comes in off a sand, sand bed yes. and it's in maybe, maybe 30 meters of water and uh, this Dentex is probably 5 or 6 kg. A beautiful fish, but uh, it's fantastic video. Very, very good technique. And uh, you can see some of the appeal of hunting there in the Mediterranean. Yes, yes, it's very appealing. Here in Greece, we have uh, many, many good uh, spare fishermen, but uh, not many are coming to the championship. I don't know the reason, because uh, I think they are too proud to lose. Uh, but uh. <laughs> I think that... Uh, after this uh, thing that we achieved, that uh, Greece came first, I think that many many guys will uh, will think about uh, coming in the competition. With um with the Dentex, how how do you eat them? How do you prepare them? Cook them? Uh, Dentex, it's uh, it's the best way to to cook it. It's uh, in the charcoal, uh, roasted. I think it's uh, it's called. The best uh, with uh, with a little uh, 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 not lime, the lemon and uh, and oil, olive oil. It's the okay. best. It's the best way and oregano. Ah, nice. Sounds good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you've done a lot of spearfishing. What's one of the funniest times or experiences you've had out spearfishing? Uh, it's uh, it's funny. I I can remember. A funny moment, but it's not so funny when it happened. 
it's uh, it's funny when you think it over. Uh, we have gone uh, for fishing in the first of June. Uh, here in Greece, uh, all uh, the, the month May is uh, spare fishing is prohibited. Uh, ah. So we had uh, one month that we did no spare fishing, no, we, we have no contact with the sea. And we had uh, the marriage of uh, one uh, of these guys that I went spare fishing with uh, at, <laughs> uh, at the end of May. So a lot of drinking, a lot of eating, a lot of uh, <laughs> dancing and stuff like this. And uh, yeah. we wanted to go for spare fishing in the 1st of June. We didn't want to miss a day. Uh, we go to a deep place. We have uh, one other guy with us, Yanis, uh, that is uh, that is uh, coming from uh, from free diving. He's not a spear uh, spear fisher, uh, but he dives very very deep. And uh, we go to to a place that. Uh, it drops off uh, at 30, 35, 40, 45 meters, and there is a lot of dendex over there. Uh, Yanis uh, didn't have uh, caught any dendex before in his life. Uh, he wasn't uh, experienced at all, but he was uh, very, very deep. He dived very, very deep. So I, because I, I wanted to be kind, uh, I I told him if you wanted to, if you wanted to go first for a dive to, to to catch some fish because I knew that there was going to be some dendex over there. Uh, he dives at uh, 30 meters. That was a very very big dive for first dive. Okay, I said I will have. He didn't catch anything. Uh, I said I have to go deeper now to impress him. So <laughs> I dive. I dived in 32 meters. I couldn't uh, approach the fish. Yanis then took the second dive. His second dive. Uh, he he went to 35, 36 meters. He didn't catch any fish. So I dived at 37. When I dive, I knew that. Something uh, bad was going to happen <laughs> in my coming back to the surface. Uh, okay, I knew that Yanis uh, was very experienced in managing uh, trouble in free diving, uh, blackouts and stuff like this. So I didn't, I, okay, I was feeling okay. So I shoot, uh, shoot one fish, I pull it with a, with a rope. And uh, when I came at the surface, I had the samba, you know, uh, safe. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, the guys, Yanis uh, and Adonis, caught me in the surface like this. One from here, one from here, like dancing, Greek dancing, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was shaking all over. Uh, and I could hear them because I didn't faint it. I didn't faint. Uh, I could hear them talking. Are you going to put his mask and snorkel out? They were talking to each other. So as I was saying, I, I, I tried to, to speak. And uh, I tell them, 
what is going to happen, you assholes? Are you going to to, to take my mask out? <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 you can imagine the the scene. Two guys over here like dancing. The, I was <laughs> dancing uh, literally, <laughs> and they were talking. Who was going to put my mask out to to breathe? And. Uh, when when at the afternoon when we were talking about it, it gave us a good laugh. But at the time that happened, it was a bit scaring. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the most the most funny things I think uh, it goes like this: scare. They are scaring when they happen, but then they are funny. I think. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That's a good story. That's the funniest samba we've had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, toughest, toughest situation, Jerry. Uh, what's the toughest situation you've been in in the ocean and what did you learn from it? The toughest situation, I think, is uh, that one day we went fishing uh, with, uh, with my boat and uh, we didn't have a, a skipper. We didn't have one guy that uh, drove, drove the, the boat. And we were uh, fishing... Uh, Around uh, 100 meters, 200 meters, uh, the one guy away from the other. But not deep fishing, in the shore. Uh, the day was very windy, uh, seven, eight before, I think. And we were, uh, we were uh, fishing in the, in the place uh, of, uh, of an island that the, the wind uh, was... Uh, we were fishing at the, the south place of an island and the wind was north. So the, the wind was making, was not making any waves, but was very, very strong. Uh, I, I always uh, try to have my, my mind in the boat. I always look at it when I was uh, fishing. And uh, at one time I, can, I could see the boat moving. Uh, the the anchor was uh, was moving from the bottom and the the, the boat was going to the, it was going to the sea. I tr- I, I, I could uh, catch the boat uh, after uh, one hour and a half of uh, very very intense swimming. Uh, when I try when I try to get on the boat, I couldn't because I was exhausted, and uh, and it, it was about two two and a half miles away from the shore. the 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 waves were around seven meters, six meters. I don't know. Uh, if I couldn't catch the boat, I I I would I would uh, have never uh, returned to the shore. I I I would I would drown. I think, and. Uh, I think that was the, the scariest moment of my life, not in fishing only. Uh, wow. Yes. Uh, I, I got over the boat and I, my, my knees were shaking. Okay, you can understand this. And uh, I, I told myself that I would, I would never go fishing with, uh, with such strong winds. You know, here... Here we have no big waves like the ocean, but the wind is uh, is very very dangerous. Maybe 
many days we have uh, seven, eight, nine before, and some of us uh, go fishing uh, even if the wind uh, is such uh, strong. But it's uh, it's a very very bad decision, I think. Yeah, it sounds scary. It's lucky you got back yeah. to the boat. Yes. All right, Jerry, uh, now it's time to see what equipment you're using. So why don't you run us through um, what's in your dive bag um, and what you use on a day-to-day -day dive over there in Greece? Uh, the, my equipment is... Uh, I, I try to keep it simple. I have my, my wetsuit. Uh, it's a smooth uh, cell wetsuit and uh, I have big fins, uh, carbon fins and uh, my, my mask is a usual one, it's not something, it's a normal mask. Uh, my, our, our guns are a bit uh, interesting I think, uh, you can see here I have one, one wooden yeah, is that handmade? Yes, it's a Greek Greek spear gun. Yes, it's a, it's made by by a friend, but it's it's very very good, and I use it all the time. Now it's for maintenance because it's a one twenty five. It's a big gun with a, mm. with three with three rounds, and. Uh, it's uh, it's the it's my special gun. It's uh, it's my favorite one because with this I do a lot of ambush, deep diving, and uh, deep uh, fishing, and uh, it's very very maneuverable and uh, and very strong. It has a, it has a range of uh, five or six meters. I know you're pushed for time this morning, Jerry, so I'm just going to move into our last section of the show because you've been kind enough to join us this morning, so we'll move it along for you. But uh, these, are these are just some fast questions. It's called Spiro Q&A. So what is the single best piece of advice you've been given in spearfishing? Spear uh, I think it's always be safe. I think that's the best piece of advice. Yeah, yep. okay. Trying to be safe. Okay, and during your 30 years spearfishing, what is the single biggest lesson you've learned? That uh, we, cannot, uh, we cannot learn uh, the sea. It's, uh, it's impossible. Everything changes uh, day by day and uh, there is always something uh, interesting to find out uh, even if you have gone a uh, thousand times in the sea to catch fish. It's always... Uh, intriguing and it's always changing the sea you can you can never learn it and the last the last question for the interview jerry can, can you describe what spearfishing means to you in one sentence uh, i can see i can say it with one word i think it's uh, it's freedom it's a uh, it's total freedom i think nice that's very good hey jerry i've really enjoyed chatting with you today it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, it's always good to talk to Greek spear fishermen. We've only had one one other on before. Uh, Vasily Koronios, he joined us. So it's, it's really good to get another one on. And uh, it's a real honor to have uh, someone who finished so well in the World Championships. And uh, it's really nice of you to join us today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I hope I hope coming to Australia to, to take part in the World Championships so I can see you and uh, meet you not from Scotland. 
We can have yeah. a beer. Thank you, thank you. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Terry. Bye, bye. Well, that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you learned something from Jerry over there in the Greek islands and learned something about what it takes to uh, spearfish uh, high-end competitions like the World Championships. Now, our next fortnight's episode is with James Nestor. I'm not even involved in this one. Shrek interviews James, uh, and he's the author of Deep. Now, uh, that's uh, James's dive into uh, competitive freediving uh, and spearfishing, the world of uh, competitive freediving and spearfishing. Uh, apparently, it's a fantastic read. I'm not even going to lie. I've never even read the book. But Shrek loved it and uh, reached out to James, who uh, agreed to do an interview with him. And uh, apparently, it's absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to listen to it. So um, we're, we're all hanging out for that one. So great work, Shrek. Um, and thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can so on our Facebook page, which is Noob Spiro or Instagram. And if you'd even like to maybe leave some feedback, it doesn't even have to be good. If we're doing something terribly, let us know on Facebook. We'd love to know if we're doing something absolutely shithouse. I'd love to know it. You can send us some hate mail. I'd probably get a kick out of that as well. So you can do that via our Facebook page at uh, Noob Spiro. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Shrek, why don't you tell our listeners how they can save some money on spearfishing gear? Well, Adreno have partnered up with Noob Spiro to offer listeners $20 off all purchases over 200 bucks. And how do they take advantage of this deal, mate? Uh, listeners can use the code Noob Spiro at checkout online at spearfishing.com.au or they can use it in-store at the Brisbane or Sydney stores. Excellent. And that code is Noob Spiro. That's right, Noob Spiro. Thanks for joining us today, guys. We had a ball bringing you the show. We always do. And it's just, as usual, jam-packed full of good information for the Noob Spiro. Now, if you'd like to connect with us further, do yourself a favor and get on our email newsletter. That is full of the happenings and goings on around Noob Spiro, and it's got some great deals in there for you as well. Now, if you are a hardcore fan or just a fan or you need a new shirt, go to noobspiro.com and check out our range of shirts. We've got some great stuff there from sizes from Turbo to Shrek. Turbo to Shrek. Yep, and everything in between. And Shrek, what can they do if they want to become truly better at spearfishing? Go to Amazon.com, get your hands on our ebook, 99 Tips to Get Better at Spearfishing. It's actionable information drawn from over 10 years spearfishing experience between Turbo and I, and some of the best information we've learned from more than 40 interviews from spearfishing experts around the world. Also, guys, just quickly, leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. It helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening today. Look forward to getting in your ears again in another fortnight. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you get a couple of PBs this week.